You're now listening to the Open Africa podcast with Laulu, Nosa, and Furo. Welcome back to the Open Africa podcast. We have the usual suspects on this episode. We don't do those intros again, Furo. I know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying. It's pre-recorded, right? Yes. Um, On this episode, since we're badly behaved... Do we have things on? Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Now I thought about it, but I realized that you guys don't pay me enough for this shit. I, no, so who's Sorry, Fruity Loops. <laughs> FL Studio, they took them to court for Fruity Loops. Are you serious? Anyways, back to the actual matter at hand. We did not do year-end review, but we intend to do small injustices and also perhaps light predictions for the year. Just something light. Please, can you pass me my phone before it begins to buzz? Because clearly we are not ready for this year. I can't, I can't predict anything this year. Why can't you predict, please? Last year was too rough. It was too rough. Do you know my own prediction for this year? Dollar at 1,400. Calm down. You people will suffer in this country. (laughs) Shit, we are begging you to do the right thing. Are you not here with us? I say you will all suffer, except me, because my God will deliver me. (laughs) All of you are going to. Poverty. If you were not poor before, you'd be poor this year. Do you think startups are factored in election in their plans for the year? If they if not, if then they're they in they're trouble silly. because they are going to sack everybody in their companies too. It's how is so it is how a year is of suffering. Like, you know, in like strategy sessions, is it like plots like the dip in the their sina- transaction the, value or the whatever? Scenarios if Obi wins, Tinubu wins, and if Atiku wins. Well, me, in my life, I've tracked that, you know. Financial institutions that. used to do it because they have sense. And they've learned how to navigate whatever waters the economy will throw at them. But these startups... I've realized the best business strategy is just to copy whatever banks are doing. If you want to survive in Nigeria, but don't carry that strategy outside of Nigeria. Because I was looking at it, like, if you just make somebody's um, non-interest income, you are fine. At least you have blown for Nigeria. Like if you just make GTBs non interesting income, that's it. No lending, nothing. Just just manage that one. Hmm. I mean yeah, I, I guess I, I think the point here is we hope everybody in the tech ecosystem realizes that you do not exist outside of Nigeria, no matter how no matter how nice your deck is yes. or how white your investor is. Yes. That guy does not have your problems. You have unique problems. Yeah. Speaking of what's happening in the wise man's land, one Nigerian business took their business abroad and collected money laundering fine. I forgot to tell you people. Please, who? GTB. They find oh, them yes, like yes, seven million that. dollars or something like that. Yeah. yeah. They said they won them like four times. They did not answer. <laughs> so they find them. Then because they did not argue too much, they got thirty percent discount on the fine. It's <laughs> like buying suya. <laughs> you know, I think that's nice. <laughs> That's nice from the FCA. Oh, is that, oh, you didn't protest. They that. say if you don't protest, they they like because they didn't protest, they became eligible for the thirty percent discount on the fine. So the thing dropped from like um twelve M to like seven M. I say wonderful. Just wonderful. Must be nice. But I know that it's diff- it's tr- it must be tricky for like Nigerian entities opening up foreign offices and realizing that regulator we are not hey, we're on yeah. this podcast yeah. we are not saying that anybody but anybody please 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 they are buying them <laughs> but what i find fascinating in the story is that 
your white man regulator warned you four times. <laughs> Maybe they didn't see the email now. They missed it. <laughs> they missed it. They went to the wrong email box. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god. They said the weaknesses were repeatedly highlighted to GT Bank by internal and external sources, including the FCA. But despite this, GT Bank failed to take appropriate action to fix them. Yeah. That's very fascinating. You know, I've always wondered what like all these Nigerian banks, like UK things are doing. Some of them are doing real business, others are not. So like FBN, for instance, I think they're just doing like mortgages in the UK. They're not doing but now that they're also doing this thing. What do they call this thing? Like correspondent banking. Mm. Mm, for small banks, like anything. Yeah. And then if they have clients like HNIs in those regions as well, they'll also cater to them small. It's very, very, very interesting. That's a good business. Because I feel like it's retirement home. Like even in GTB now, maybe you're also you're not going to be it, they even they, they, they just say you're going to London. One of my neighbors was enemies. <clears throat> yeah. Furo, you give us the gist outside. <laughs> Another thing I found very fascinating in this story is the statement from GTB, where they said, we note with sincere regret the FCA's findings, blah, 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 blah. They now said, um, regarding the AML control gaps in our operations in the past, and we are very sorry for this. I say, wow. <laughs> this thing, who wrote this thing? So apologetic. So apologetic. <laughs> they use ChatGPT to write it. <laughs> you can tell they're not responding to their fellow Nigerians. <laughs> it's not like when you to be asked downtown that they ignore you people. GT <laughs> <laughs> Bank was shut down for like a couple of days this week. I'm almost trying to do one transaction. I just keep following up and following up and following up and following up. She just fed up. I can't believe what's going People are always mad at like digital banks when they have small issues. GT Bank is locking, holding people hostage. Mm-hmm. My guy, people are mad about all banks because money is hard. Money is hard. See, someone I saw people were tweeting like this is the last time. This is the last time. This is the last, 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 last. This is the last time. The next week I saw a complaint again. This is the last. Do you know that my former employer, I saw somebody like a friend of mine was complaining about them on the internet. But usually I would never say anything because it's none of my business. Mm. (laughs) And she was like Somebody replied to her, was like, when are you going to leave this useless bank? I was like, wow, wow. But you know the funny no. thing? Everybody is a useless bank. Everybody. Everybody. They don't leave. They don't leave. You can't leave. Where are you going to? My brother, if you, you leave, leave, you will go and meet another useless bank. Exactly. The solution is to keep your money under your bed. I tried to close that. But like, living exchanging currency, so you can't. Ah, see, double whammy. You never even seen... I've only seen that new note like once. Apparently, it's for privileged. Are you privileged? <laughs> we shall not speak of of these things. The Central Bank of Nigeria is committed. The guys on the streets know they are changing the money. I hope so. Because did you see, did you see that video where conductor refused to collect the money? <laughs> because I start to fingers with old money. <laughs> No, that is a problem. Bro, you didn't hear what he said. He says that tipping guys. He said you start tipping guys with the old money. <laughs> then they won't be able to spend it. 
You say, ah, this my guy is very generous. So he gave me five k. Five k for parking. <laughs> oh dear lord. No, but I think that the the new currency. I I was joking about the privilege thing, but I think what they're really trying to drive those digital transactions, and it's going to be a rude awakening for like our parent generation, because those guys, no matter how much you want to charge them for that cash withdrawal they're gonna withdraw that cash and they're gonna pay and they're gonna do that they're gonna collect their money and do their transaction my sister but they're getting forced to now the traditional banks do enjoy. Online this banking. pricing for those charges yes. is significant that's what i'm saying now like before they would pay but now it's like ha that money is plenty to collect from somebody pay still. Pay some of them will still pay they, pay they are very stubborn they pay it. man speaking of chat gpt mm-hmm People have been finding use cases, like even in financial services, like it's the wildest thing. I think there are plenty, there are plenty of applications. Customer service, I can't for for one. I think that's like the first one I'd apply to. Because instead of hiring all this customer service, you can consider it like ChatGPT is like is like smart smart like that. It also gives stupid current sounding answers, but also that's just like Nigerian customer service. Wow. So. <laughs> I feel like you save on cost <laughs> <laughs> if you find a way to get it to respond. I understand where you're coming from, but that's such a. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, customer service. I feel for those guys because they have like they are judged. They they're given scripts and they get judged on those scripts apart from that no 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 so no. you are not allowed to show initiative so the thing for me i think the biggest thing for me is that they just don't understand the product you pay for what you get yeah they don't understand the product they've never really worked in a place where they've had to sell that product so they never really they don't really understand what you're asking them so anything you see just collect anything it. off scripts just like they can't like they'll never give you like i called mtn one day and I don't recall what it was that I was Mr. Lalo, to I'm still with you. Uh, oh my she God, said, that thing she me. said, um, sincere apologies, sir. Um, I'm going to check now on the system to see if there's I can do anything for you. Sincere apologies, sir. The system that I want to check is currently down. Do you mind calling back? I'm like, what is with this sincere apologies every two, two seconds? Just That's what they've told them to say. Mm-hmm. They don't have, you can't, like you can't veer away mm-hmm. so that might be that's actually a really good use case you just impute the customer's problem you train the you train the boss to just give to just be saying sincere apologies sir and to sound just like a real Nigerian customer service agent but with actual solution you know it's interesting you, you type like three I'm still with you I'm still with you a couple of years ago we did work on a chatbot no, sir, you two, you did. Uh-uh. You two, you, know, you did your my old emails. foundational chatbot, bro. I was going through my old emails and I was seeing me doing like back and forth with like engineers one time. And I think maybe like bill payment was failing or something. And I was now firing into a switch that this thing is not working. I was like, this is such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm an original chatbot guy. I even mm-hmm. forgot that I did that work. Yeah. After he left it. And stuff. every time. Every yes, time, everything's gonna so I can never claim it because it's not there. <laughs> Every time I talk to like vendors and they say AI, 
I just I start rolling my eyes from the moment I hear AI. Oh God, there's one guy, say AI chatbot. There's one guy that used but to. But he's really he's really Ibuku on the back end, just updating <laughs> the answer. This is my job. Everybody, I'll review all the fresh fresh questions I didn't have answers to. Then I'll add answers to them. Oh, then like, ah, this bot is learning from my. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's one guy that I think was one of the uh, interesting check one, but I don't think he like he will you know once once those guys once they get older you're not going to be CEO. Mm. You can't start your own. So he started his own, I think it's like a chatbot thing. And now I know this fellow. You, you know the people said to something else. Are you yes, I think it's like some message customer engagement platform now. I I saw an ad for it and I was just laughing. Because I had a call with him one time, I was like, bro. I've done this chatbot thing before. It's not. Does <laughs> There's not nothing can hear me. I don't know. Yeah, no, this, sorry, I don't. This care. lie, that guy. This lie that you lied to me. I also lied it to my managers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Nah, well, but, but Chat GPT is the real deal, man. I've had like really good like five use cases. Like it's almost like there's so there's so many useless i don't want to call them useless but there's low so many value, low value things, requests yes, that customers that I call get, with yeah that i just use i just put like a prompt like in it and even even when i was doing appraisals like usually my appraisal are normally like one line just i like good students that'd be good reports good boy good so what, what i'll do is that i'll put like bullet points of what i want to say <laughs> i'll like craft three <laughs> two paragraphs of this <laughs> oh my days you know sometimes when i think about dystopian like futures because i like science fiction and when i watch like dystopian futures where the ai has gone rogue i look at chat gpt and i'm like this is how it starts <laughs> this is peak human laziness human laziness because i have like so many like reports to do i don't know as if all Everybody that has direct reports, no, and has the most. I wish I encountered Chat GPT before I did. Yeah. I did, I imputed prompts for partnership strategy, and this thing gave me content. I wish I had that was this. like sixty percent of what I wrote after like I wish I had five this. days of work with input from multiple people. I wish I had it as standard when we started that when we started ideas when we crafted the strategy strategy for ideas i was actually thinking of googling yeah when i could have just put prompts yeah <laughs> i remember i did one blockchain presentation that year <laughs> for cfp <laughs> i could have just put this i know it's like it's so much it's such low value useless work that they just give you to do at that time in your career no but it's not okay okay it's not it's not it's not okay it's not useless it's like so that yeah, was, was, was pretty fire. Okay, so you learn a lot from mm-hmm. doing the work, but it's very tedious. Yes. In the so moment. Be, See, no, sir, I feel like... You 20, 30 page presentation every time. And yeah. nobody knows that you are the one behind the presentation. Your guy will just be talking as if he's the one that came up with it. Like, you not just read it one, the two nights before. Remember, <laughs> anyways, once upon a time, our guy was trying to make a chief, chief presentation of kind the organization. Oh my God. <laughs> Was really trying to sell me the career of Sean. I was like, no, the, but like the work you guys did back then probably has a hand in in what's going on with you now. So no, just I, that context. Because I look at it with because I used to do I did like process documents for 
all sorts. Like software, like lifecycle management. Yeah. Do I did there's so many there's so many documents you created investment strategy the for good stage startups that we never that never invested. got anywhere yeah <laughs> but the thing is like, like see at the end of the day those things still so personally they were foundation and then with, even within the organization three four five years down the line people are still referring to those documents like hey and hey i know we worked on something like this before Where that's, those, but that is that whenever i hear somebody referring to something that i worked on in the past i'm really worried about you because you should have you don't even know the mind frame i was <laughs> it's like 11 p.m at night i've been what's it called policy policy documents man do i know this policy before nope. i'm just googling policies yep. speaking of policy documents when we did ndpr policy i th- i did privacy policy i th- i did policy boost confidentiality policy ah i did so many policies I've never done policy like that before. I don't do it again. <laughs> I know we did no. stupid number. So that's really like, that's one thing I appreciate that chat GPT for is that where I have like a high level idea, maybe like a paragraph mm-hmm. worth, and I just need someone to expand it into two pages so I can give somebody. Because that's really what a lot of the work is. Is like you write like two, three, four pages. Was really one idea. I think it's for me, Sha. I think yeah, Chat GPT was designed for me because I'm an engineer. I give you bullet points. I don't know how yes, to write like stories. Do you know the people that that will enjoy Chat GPT a lot? Investment banking analysts. Oh God, analysts. Analysts. Analysts one and two. Oh God. He said, do research on this industry. Just write a nice prompt for Chat GPT. Copy and paste and ship to your guys first draft. Then he will tell you what to add extra. Then you go back to chat GPT and ask for that one again. Because a lot of the things for all these things is that I usually have like you just get like different notes from like different references, mm-hmm. and I have like one page full of yans, mm-hmm. but it's not like structured for anybody to read. The hard work is now converting making that one page sense. into like a, making it make sense for someone else to read. Mm-hmm. And oh god, I've not used it to do technical documentation. I pity the guy that we had as technical writer. Because I put like I put a sample request, sample response. I said this is what the API can chat GPT output code in specific yes, frameworks. Yes, it can. So realistically, I could ask Chat GPT to I could use it to build an app if I know what I'm doing. Small. If if you so is if you know the founder. So that's the thing is where you find problems is if you have no idea what it is that output is supposed to look like because it's very good at line. Like he can tell you one plus one is five, and to write two paragraphs. The justification. Five, one plus one is five. That if you didn't know it, like ah, one plus one is five. Oh. So if you actually understand it, it's very easy to do like lazy work. So it's important to have a basic knowledge yeah, of whatever exactly. it is you're asking ChatGPT to do. Sure. So if it's like oh, even the product managers now, if you say oh, this is what the future is supposed to do, please write PRD. Our I asked designer in the office to do wait list. For me, like waitlist wait websites, she did the end. She used Chat GPT for all the copy on the thing, like every single line of copy on the thing. He drink Lagos, um, he drink festival promotional tweets for all Chat GPT. I all think we, cap- I think we need to move on. We made the point. We made the point. This thing, it might not be coming for your job, but your guy will try it. <laughs> They will suck you as experiments. Evaluate is like, do I really need an analyst one? Yes. 
Then it's after they suck you, they will now realize that they oh, I actually still need what a human being. You, you need a person that's good at the prompts. prompts. <laughs> that would now be the, the new job description. The VM investment banking chat GPT prompt analyst. That would be the title. Anyway, quite power. Yes. Quite power did or is doing right now pay later with books. I don't even think that's new. Well, they said making noise about it again. Whether it's new or not. No, no, it's new from them. I think I saw it last year. Like, I used both at some point. After that, my Olori Buruku car broke down. And you could do pay later. I know you could do, I know you can do business accounts on both, like commercial accounts, where they just bill you end of month. Yeah, I know. Some companies have been doing that. Yeah, with. so, so both even reaches out for you because it takes uses it for staff movement. You guys are, you guys are caring employers. I will very caring. There's some employers best that place, care. Best place to work. Mm. Like, if we have an event and it's like working dates, we always do accommodation. Uh-uh. Must be nice. Yeah. People should work for no, us. I'm sorry, is this not standard? Which employer? Uh, no. If you're working late overnight, no, 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 hotel no, no. rooms, Actually, transportation to places, pool car. I've discovered that it's not standard. Sorry. <laughs> it's not. Guy, please, let's just no comment. I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna because you're it. a good person doesn't believe. Don't. Yeah. Because it's a cost now. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, mm-hmm. no further comments. Yes. Are Offline you, comments. Only. Are you forgotten? Are you forgotten in branches? You have one pinkant pinkanto, and it's like ten relationship managers. That no, no, no. If there were ten relationship managers, like, oh, there would be like three cars. What What often happened? No, but wait, hold on now. With our previous employers, what happened was that if there's one poker, there'll be there'll only be like two RMs, or somebody will be getting a fuel allowance. Did you ever have poker? Were you wait? Were you not graduate trainees? But but, were we not going out all the time? Did you ever have full allowance? No. But we're junketing around Lagos trying to do partnerships. That's your. Lalo, please. See, I didn't want to Don't go here. Don't frustrate me. Don't frustrate me. I didn't want we to go there. We used to do VIT, yeah, All the time. Technically, uh, that one is our God that failed at that thing. Mm-hmm. Because he used English to talk about it for the longest time, but he yeah, never so did it. saying that we do Uber. Uber for the team. Nothing. Nothing. See that guy. Uh, okay, know, moving on. Video, video. Moving on. I did justification for I wrote yes. documents to justify why we should Uber. do Uber for the team. Yeah. I used to do plenty of nonsense work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, quick pop. Right now, Pelita. Is there value? No, dear. If you can't afford to pay for a trip, that's a problem. But if you look at it, maybe my, my Max is like, oh, maybe 3, 4K. No, but wait. Okay, let's... You know, we said we're going to get... I mean, it's always broke, broke. Yeah, we're going to get a bit more technical on this podcast because I feel we laugh so much. People will actually forget that we have sense. Let's look at this thing carefully. <laughs> Why am I financing a trip? What is the what is the persona of trip. the person who will use financing for a boat trip? I'm going from Somebody I'm going from Ikeja to VI. Maybe Somebody the trip is six k. True, true. The way Nigeria is structured, if you even do it now, pay later. It's not that people will use it. People will use it. Yes, yeah. see, no. Power collect their money back. Exactly, yeah. and no, that's, that's and that's the thing. Up. That's the thing about underwriting. When you are underwriting loans, when you are underwriting credits, you like you have to question your assumptions. You know, when I was younger, 
I used to think was I think I thought it was stupid that because you know I can't remember that year we used to have a minimum ticket size for a loan was I think was it 50 or 100k I think it was like 100 or something yeah and I remember asking the credit guys like how come we don't do like micro loans and he's like ah, the same work I used to assess 10k yeah. loan is the same work I used to assess Dangote and you know <laughs> the gag waste my time the gag is that if you start doing those 10k loans applications will quadruple yeah. yes and it will still be the same number of people that have to assess before writing. And it's all bad loans. And it's all bad. Because at some point, the the repayment behavior itself is not significant. You know what's good? Nigeria is like the most subprime of all subprime markets. Like, we are... You know, Nigerian banks are not foolish yet, which is what I've come... The time I've come to accept that maybe I was naive. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought what's called... <laughs> I was I was thinking too much about the customer, but from actually seeing Nigerians and seeing what the economy is like, anybody that's borrowing like two k, three k for a ride, mm. they have bigger problems at play. Yeah, there's a much bigger problem at hand, and the problem, <laughs> the, the problem Nigeria is that if you now track, if you track usage, if you track disbursements, you think you have a successful product. boost. <laughs> but what you've essentially told me is that you have lent money to subprime lenders this is like it is it is an operational expense like it is a day-to-day expense transportation so because the thing is that the, the people that you can be lend that you should be lending money to as but the good the good market there are people that can pay three four five k both loans yeah what they need is like five million ten million loans Maybe not even. Yeah, maybe what they need is a credit. Though. Is a credit card of a hundred k. A credit card of two hundred k. That's what they need. Yeah, it's an not, overdraft of two hundred k. It's not like it's not a five k boat trip yeah. that is their trip. problem. Well, see. But like, the people that want five k boat trip, those are the people that are borrowing and pay in Have I ever spoken about my experience? In the, I don't think I don't I think you told. You told me the story. I've not said on the podcast. You played best Niger. Nike. No. Uh, there were some layoffs at one point when I was in the bank. And then companies paid these people like bulk, like severance pay. These people, bear in mind, these people had loans in the bank. Before the bank realized what was happening, the entire account statement, Beth Niger, Naira, Beth Niger, Naira, Beth, the entire severance money gone. Their loans still are standing. They now told me small graduate training to call them and ask how far what am i supposed to say see, any, <laughs> see the way my mouth is open any digital lender anybody that did and you are lending to people that nigerian banks are not lend to mm-hmm. those it, know that it's a tough learning, job you are learning to nonsense yeah and, you are sifting, and your model must reflect it and you are sifting your mpa will be high yeah so that's your pricing they, must be that's why they say that it's predatory lending your pricing must be predatory crazy your pricing must be predatory but i believe why they call it predatory lending have they when google is getting the app i want to be there like google can you see can you see the people no but you know the the funny thing and this is where i, I fought some digital lenders and maybe that's why i've not done my own lending startup because it is a no-brainer you'll make money no-brainer but there is a market that has largely been ignored by banks that is credit worthy which is there is a middle class of like young people 
that banks have ignored that maybe the likes of because Kuda are now starting sad. to find but finding them is hard but there's value it's very hard to find those people it's very stressful to find yeah but i think that 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 is the work dangote (laughs) you'll make money no 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 no. so i'm not even talking about i'm not talking about what's it called now like business lending or, or banks now banks have missed that opportunity it will take a lot of work for them to regain it but I think like digital banks have the opportunity, especially given that you now even have tools like all the mono and okra that can give you. So you need to be very patient things. in mining that market. Yeah. And once you're a VC backed business, you don't really have that quality of patience, which a lot of digital banks are. That's the unfortunate thing is that you're not going to blow. Like people want to lend this boss $10 billion one month. Mm-hmm. It won't happen. Because even when, remember when we were standing, there was a year where our unsecured lending portfolio was like maybe 4K, 5K people. Mm-hmm. And that's like a big high street bank. This was what, maybe seven, eight, eight years, years ago. ago. And that was a big bank then. And at least those were performing loans. Digital banks want to do 100K lenders. Lend, I say we lend to 100K people. They want to put it on. End on deck year, on end of year announcements <laughs> i do big 100k big big fonts that's why they are, that's why people are getting flogged like almost everybody's NPL is bad of course now like, and when i say that bad it's like at least 50 percent it's just because oh there's no gist but it's at least 50 percent any anybody that's worth yeah the NPL is at least 50 percent somebody was trying to scam me i remember that year um, said that his best friend is the CEO of one of the companies that should go and tell Stambu to give him loan for vessel loan for vessel financing. Tell me, bro, I know he's your best friend, so you can easily call him to give you the contract document. I can take the contract document. I can't go to the office and tell them who is his best friend. He knows he's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, which is interesting because when I was in the bank, I think that was one of the things that they didn't do as of that time, that period. Vessel and financing. Yeah, they didn't. But no, then but even if they were the because people, 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 people got blown from oil and gas. I remember 2016 was a horrible year for every bank got oil and gas fire. Diamond Bank's biggest warehouse. Yes, now. So exposed to oil and gas. Yeah. Everybody had exposure. I remember um, being a graduate trainee, driving past, what's it called? Um, is it a cool bridge now? And one guy was like, like, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like one massive structure like this. Like, it looks like scaffolding, but it's clearly for oil and gas. And the guy was like, ah, look, First Bank just, um, they just repoed this thing. <laughs> this is the collateral that somebody used as, as, um, this is what someone uses as collateral for the financing, and I'm like, ah, so they can get their money back. He said, find buyer first. Now. That's the thing. That's what I'm about to say. I think banks specialized are so- industries. You can collect collateral. That's fine. <laughs> when it's time to liquidate it, be <laughs> there. <laughs> who wants good to luck? Who, who is buying buy tank farm? This, do you get tank farm? You you may even still see people that also, but this is just maybe one massive something technical thing like this the number of people that can buy it maybe there are two in the country and you know two the of good, them already have you know the good thing is that the rm has already collected bonus on this bro is the recovery guy nah that year was crazy but i think for lenders you need to 
in any case, the game is the game. I, I'm not in this organization, so I can't really say what's going on in their mind. And I want to believe that they are not stupid people either, so they have a plan. Now, people, people will lie. I think that's the one thing that will happen this year. That's one prediction, is that guys will actually lie. Dollar at 1,300, suffering the land. in election season, activity usually stops. Like, like the whole every, economy is everybody slows down. By the way, if you still have exposure to, and this is not financial advice, but I just think everybody should revisit what they are holding. I would not say more than that. Uh, election season is not a good time. It's not it's, if you especially for people that are trying to do like turbo growth this year. Ah, so it's not anyway. Oof, oof. Who is trying to turbo growth this year? Lessons will be learned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who is relief? Yeah. Wow, you don't even know relief. They're like, as this aggregate guy. Yeah. Slow loop. This is not a tech guy. Me, I'm not paying attention to this industry again. No. Wow. I just want to make money. I just want to make money. I need 5 million naira now, unsolicited. Anyways, relief is doing food processing. That's their mantra. They're doing hard business. Yes, they're doing the hard work. Hard work. It's not about you shining money transfer. Apps. How much did they raise again? It's like three point five. Yeah, I know they started. They started off by on that that vegetable oil, the palm fruits mm. value chain. I think. I mean, it's hard work. I know. It's, I know. Like it's something that me personally, I thought about a couple of years ago when I looked at it, like doing that kind of work in Nigeria. I can see logistics inside their description. Logistics is part of it now. I wish them the best because people doing hard work deserve. Has anybody succeeded in logistics in this country? I mean, logistics is not the full thing. Yeah. No, I'm just asking, just out of curiosity. Has anybody succeeded in doing anything logistics at scale? I don't mean that you have to okada that they used to call to collect package. Are you not hearing someone is doing right now? Feel it. That's mo- that mobility, no sir. <laughs> Credits for mobility. Um, logistics. <laughs> I mean, there are a couple of players. I know that there are players. Yeah. The problem is, can they pay salary this year? Yes, or they are can. Are they still going concerned? Yes, they are. Can they pay salary for next year? Yes, they can. Okay, then that's good. Yes, they can. They they exist. No sir, you're using what I to watch football. You have to cut your No. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of numbers and random, mm-hmm. I just remembered something. I can't even believe I forgot it. I, remember when Kepa, you know that, quit, that tweet I shared with you guys about Kepa? Mm-hmm. That their numbers for the year. Mm-hmm. You know they deleted the post. Do you know? Are we keeping this in the episode? Yes, I think we should keep it. Okay. Do you know that I was Googling their numbers and I kept seeing the numbers, like I was trying to find their numbers for something that I'm doing. And I kept seeing it in the Google description, but not the actual post. Yeah, they deleted it. Why? I think, I don't know. Too much. Either the numbers were incorrect, that's one positive assumption, or they didn't realize how bad those numbers are. (laughs) After you listen, people are like, guys, how far? Because I saw it and I was like, this is, I don't understand. They just got a super agent license. They've raised like over $10 million, I think. Yes, over $10 million combined. And they pro- process some to $5K. Uh-huh. 
That's very low. Well, that's a business that I believe in and I'm rooting for. Why? I just, I feel like they tackled, or at least when they started, they tackled something that I thought was an opportunity in the market, mm. but not enough people were were looking at. And then they got a lot of traction with like the, those 300 to 400K small businesses using them for bookkeeping mm. and invoicing and all of that. I felt like, okay. I've always felt like it was a gap and that lack of visibility was also why higher quality lenders wouldn't lend to those small businesses. So they had 482K, what's it called? Um, Small businesses, yeah. Four hundred eighty-two k. Yeah, they sent three hundred sixty invoices. Yeah. So this is my problem. People should start declaring active users and stop this nonsense of. Yeah. For real, nobody is ever going to do that. Okay, no. Me, but the numbers, the numbers. I say if I have one million users, but only twenty are active, you will never see that twenty. The numbers will catch you eventually because when your volumes are not matching the user numbers starts telling the story on your behalf and um, in a way i mean deep down i've always been worried about because like you said is that it is because we talked about pfms as essentially a bookkeeping is essentially pfms for businesses mm-hmm. it's personal finance yeah or business finance management and the thing is this is not something we value enough in this country for it to be a big enough market but now, to be fair to them, hearing this back and thinking about it, that agency banking step is now a bit more logical than I initially thought. Because it's a pivot. It felt like a very like a very significant pivot in the past. But I can see how using an agent network to drive activity for like this invoice generation, this store of value, this digital behavior that you want from business, I can see how it's a more logical move. But if those numbers are accurate, that's actually is is actually pretty low for the customer base. Because if you are doing your assumptions and you say, oh, a customer will do, let's even say five transactions a month, you should times twelve. That's sixty transactions per customer, like sixty invoices mm-hmm. per customer. Because again, these are small businesses. Their turnover is probably very very like high. With fast moving consumer goods. Low value but high velocity. Yeah. You should have multiples of that as your yeah, as your year end numbers. I I I worry because I think they raised So is it a product and it's I guess the thing that sometimes is it, it might be a product market fit issue. It might yeah. be yeah. ease of using the product. There are lots of things that could So I don't think they found product market fit yet. And it's fine. Look, as long as you have a runway, you're on a journey. You will get there eventually if you are doing the right thing. Well, the thing is, once you raise that kind of money, surely there should be pressure to do more. There will be pressure. Not even surely there will be pressure because I don't think getting that agency banking license was not was not as a result of patience or as a result of we needed to we need to make something happen now. Hmm. Remember, they didn't launch with payments. They started doing payments. I said I think it was that we need to add revenue streams. And that's and once because once you raise that kind of money, it's like okay, what's your path to profitability? Yeah, nobody's going to be like, oh, we have merchant data, blah 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 blah, because it's clear that nobody's buying merchant data because we don't really value it like that here. So it's now, and once you've done like a big round, 
And they have they've, and they've hired like some really heavy. Yeah, players. they've had quality talent, at least on. Perhaps. Like they have no changes coming. Like senior guys now, like yeah. I think someone from Nibs or something it was like some. Yeah, senior someone guy. from OP. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I just say there's there's concern. There's concern about that. I wish them. I hope this this year. They finally find it because it's a nice little niche idea. What what they started out with. I feel like over time, right? This I my hot take, and again, I might be saying this because I don't have sense, but I feel like eventually we will get to a point where these things are mainstream, like bookkeeping and bookkeeping type features are more mainstream for small businesses, like just giving enough time but then the question is what are you doing before that time i i was like, betting like on keep how, yeah, how are you surviving on yes that point? yeah i was betting on them because like i said it, to me it looked like a clear one thing i was even thinking that they would do was like this merchant data that you say you don't particularly rate is the reason why more established lenders don't look at these guys but if you give these more established lenders that visibility into this business, because really that's what lenders are looking for. Lending is a is a credit risk thing, it's mass, it's a science. So if I can see the numbers that this guy is doing, like his transaction velocity, his credit volumes, all of that, I can then take a decision on whether or not to lend to him. I thought that that was going to be their play because that's how I would have played it. I won't even bother looking for agency. And I would now use that credit access as my prop to the merchants to get them to display the behavior that I want to see on my app. But that's a, it's a chicken and egg problem. So for you to get that level of, for you to get into the room, you need to have the volumes already. Volumes. You need to have product market fit. Oh, fair enough. For you to be able to, well, for these guys to be able to trust you that to put all the information there. They need to be able to they need to know that you are going to be able to get them a loan from mm-hmm. a bank. So what which one do you start from? It's not easy. It's not easy. It's a very niche and the thing is the reason why is a Nigeria problem. We are very and it's one thing people don't understand. We are it's very a poor country. We're very poor. And our needs are very primitive, like very basic. Like when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we are like at the bottom. Yeah. And all the activities that facilitate the bottom are profitable activities. The higher up you go, it's why financials. I was telling somebody that all the health techs, or most of the health techs that I've seen in Nigeria that are profitable are fintech adjacent. There you are doing health insurance or you are doing something because you are facilitating that that bottom, that food, clothing, shelter. That's yeah, it's very, very very much survival. Yeah, it's why for, fintech pops because it's for money movement download, for everyday life. For someone to download an app and be managing their stock on the app. It's, you must be comfortable there. Exactly. You must have phone. Have you used any of these techno phones before? <laughs> you must have phone that can actually render the app well first. If you have phone that can render the app first, that means you have higher up on the thing. They are not that many. How is Kudigo doing? Because Kudigo was doing something similar. Um, but instead of like what they what Kudigo was doing was that they had this terminals that were like Android terminals that could do everything. Mm. 
um, even scan SKU units of like products and things and then do simple bookkeeping for for their merchants. I don't know what happened to Kodisha, to be honest. I think they went and entered one kind of agreement with all of these tech egg ones that did not land very well for them. <laughs> I will not say who, but I think we all know who. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna see anything. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like and that's, where things and that's another progress. point again. Um just like sidebar, when you are signing agreements or contracts with exclusivity, yeah, like exclusive word. contracts. Don't don't don't. I used to say something and this is me like working in a bank. Like then sometimes startups used to come to talk to us and what I really used to think deep down was that I feel like any startup that is approaching a bank f- for anything that is not debt, you're not, you're not really ready like that. You know, talk less of like signing exclusive agreements with like the established players. Like guy, go and fight in the ruffle ruffle. Then when you make small progress, these are the guys that will be falling over to even get even ten percent of your business. They will give you all the concessions in this world to, to get that business. But yeah. I think this has been a good enough chat. I think it's where we can end this, end this episode. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Nice episode.